This is the Chicago Podcast Network. Thanks, everybody, for downloading this episode of Out Front with AJ and Nick. Uh, today's show, we're going to just kind of open up the microphones and start talking. Because the last few weeks, we've had to deal with some pretty depressing stuff, and uh, AJ and I are tired of talking about it. So we decided to just uh, kind of do an old-school radio show and have a little bit more fun with it. So I hope you guys enjoy today's uh Podcast. Remember, you can find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Chi-Town Podcast One. And you can email us at uh, Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com. Other than that, I want to thank you guys again for downloading this episode. And here we go. Hey, everybody. Thank you for downloading this episode of Out Front with AJ and Nick. Uh, today's show is going to be... Well, here's the thing. So, for three weeks in a row, if you don't include the Independence Day show, we have been doing the most depressing radio I think I've ever done in my life. I, uh, we did shows about people being killed, we did shows about guns, and then we did another show about people being killed, and then we uh, have basically been gone for, I'd say, about eight days now. And yeah, right before we were about to record this show, we found out that there was yet another tragedy. And instead of sitting here... And doing the same show where we tell you to get involved and AJ preaches about, you know, activism and I try to just wake, shake people out and tell you to check your information sources. Uh, we're just going to turn the mics on and start talking. And I would start with the tragedy in these, which again, it, it's horrible, but it's happening so often now that I'm almost dead to it. I don't know about you, AJ. So Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I, I hear about this and it's like, oh, I'm just not shocked right now. Yeah, like I've gotten to the point where it has, I have no emotional reaction to it. So I figured we would start with the funny story on CNN that I just found. And uh, I will tell you what the, the most important thing happening in America right now, AJ. You ready? That Mike, that Mike Pence is the vice presidential candidate? No, what? not that. That's serious. I don't care. That's that, funny. Uh, it's they, funny. It, I mean, it's funny because it's it, Indiana governor. Yeah, you know. Well, <laughs> you're, you're trying to get all those Midwestern votes, AJ. You're trying to make sure that. Uh, Everybody's happy with the outcome. It doesn't matter. God damn it. Oh, my God. And the th their, their stupid convention starts next week, which is just a week long of conservatives talking about how afraid they are of people with brown skin. You know what, you know what my evening was last night? What was your evening last night? I assume it involved some candle and some The rules committee of the convention. Why did you do that? Because I what? wanted to see the hilarity of oh what they were talking Oh my god, about. why? We, okay, so what happened? G give us a give us an inside look at the Republican Convention's Rules Committee, which I imagine was a shit show of, of epic proportions. Well, this is what I do, ladies and gentlemen. I just get some nice red wine and, you know, just get some cheese and crackers and just watch this. <laughs> watch American democracy slowly die. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, hey, hey. Uh, Oh God! So, 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 so people like don't know. So there's like a whole stop Trump movement within the convention, and these are the delegates. So there's this one woman in Colorado who's like co-leading this movement, and the the entire uh, Michigas of the rules committee was simply that there's a whole bunch of people that wanted to unbind delegates to the candidates we're at. So in other words, currently as they rule stand, Trump delegates have to vote for Trump on the, on the convention floor. Cruz delegates have to vote for Cruz on the delegate floor, so forth and so forth. What the delegates 
wanted to do is unbind that so that people who are Trump can vote for Cruz on the convention floor or Rubio or John Kasich, so forth and so forth. So or that the ghost Trump of Ronald Reagan be the person. Do you think the ghost of Ronald Reagan will get a vote? You know, I, I'm waiting for that one outlier person that does that because I've been to a few conventions where Carl's Marx's name's been thrown out before, Garfield the Cat's been thrown out before, Mickey Mouse has been thrown out. I, I wouldn't doubt it that someone's going to say Ronald Reagan. Hey, up until about five years ago, or the last election, I mean, in every election from 80... Oh, was it 84 was an election? And every election after 84 up until 2012, Hulk Hogan got 1% of the vote every year. That's right. And, you know, I, I'm not saying that Hulk would make a great president. I'm just saying if we're going to go to idiocracy, let, let's just hurry the hell up. Well, if we're going to do idiocracy, we might as well get the body and instead of Hulk Hogan. With the, with the body, though, it was an actual governor. Like, he's got <laughs> experience. The, got the, a good one. Okay, fair, but you know, but the, the but he has like some knowledge. The fun part of Hogan is it's Hogan. He's gonna let me tell you something, brother. We're gonna come over there and we're gonna body slam you. We're gonna take you out because the Hulk Hogan and all the Hulkamaniacs of the United States are coming. Yeah, I went to Savage. I turned well, into I mean, Savage. Press conferences there. will be entertaining, nonetheless. Well, that's I've said it before on the show, but and I'll say it again. My dream president is still Arnold Schwarzenegger. It has nothing to do with politics. It has everything to do with the speeches. I just really want to watch Arnold Schwarzenegger give a speech about national security. Now I, this is what we're going to do. I've always said if, if Arnold Schwarzenegger had been president in 2001, you know, the night of, you either with us or against us. We are coming. We are coming to your houses. We are coming to your cities. We are coming to your countries, and we're going to take you. It will be me, Sylvester Stallone, Bruce Willis, and Jean-Claude Van Damme. And we will come to your country, and we will kill all of your terrorists. And then we will go home, and we will have sex with our maids. Mobile I mean, lives. Strike. What? Mobile strike. <laughs> yeah, but download this app for a phone 10 years before it's invented. <laughs> oh, my God. So anyway, can I get to the story that I wanted to talk about? The very important story that had nothing to do with politics, has nothing to do with anything except that it's awesome? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so Starbucks and McDonald's have... <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> stop laughing, asshole. I said we were doing a fun show today. <laughs> so Jude or Rabbi walked into a bar. That's what it kind of sounded like for a second. Yeah, okay. Well, here, here. You want to hear the fucking punchline? You want to keep laughing like an asshole? Go ahead. All right. Well, here's the joke. They have teamed up, and they are working together to figure out how to properly block porn from their public Wi-Fi. What? Because apparently, apparently, there is a big problem of bandwidth leakage of <laughs> leakage of people downloading and watching a shitload of porn at Starbucks and McDonald's. Well, I mean, Starbucks. If, I kind of get. If you are someone who watches porn on a regular basis, as if it was your job, would you not don't use? Don't judge how I choose to live my life. Okay. <laughs> Between recording podcasts and doing accounting, the rest of my time is spent to pornography. That is that I'm is saying like, you buy the fries, you eat the fries with one hand, and you got to wipe it off with something else. Hey, look, man, that that, that mayonnaise is is a very nice lubricant. 
I'm just saying. There's a reason why some of my friends and I had porn chicken night. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, you know, I, I just really love the idea. There's a lot of information. Our listeners are like, that's too much information, AJ. Yeah. Like, people don't want to know that anymore about either of you. So, would you please, would you two <laughs> fat fucks please stop talking about jerking off to whatever you watch? Which, for the record, folks, if you're looking for a free porn site, we here at Chicago Podcast Network endorse XNXX.com. It's free and virus free. Jerk off at your leisure. That was a free plug for a porn website. No, but they organize things very nicely. There's tags and everything. How you doing? Then you have Pornhub, who actually cares about what's going on in the world, and yeah, that's a weird thing. Like, Can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah, how, how is it? How is it that we've gone six months into a podcast and we have not discussed the fact that every time that there's a major national issue, that Pornhub decides to make a political statement? I know. I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking that right myself. It's like we've never talked about that or anything else that Pornhub has done before. I mean, that that shit is great. What's the one? Uh, who was it? Was it when Trump was doing? Oh, uh, they did one for Trump. I know that. And then there was the like they do stuff for holidays too, which is weird. Because I'm I'm not. I mean, look, if you're jerking off on Christmas Eve, I don't think you want a joke from the porn site. I think you would very much just like to reflect on the fact that you are jerking off on Christmas Eve. Like, that's one of those things you try to ignore. And then they're like, here, here's a Christmas tree. Like, I think they did, like, a Yule log, but it had, like, porn on in the background. You know this more than I do, because I never heard of that part. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, they've, they've done... I, I, oh, I'm serious saying, yeah. I, I, I don't... I don't I'm not trying to, like, look, we can get information people need. I don't use Pornhub, so I don't really know. I use the one I endorsed before, xnxx.com. It's simpler. Um, but Pornhub... The, the fact that they make political statements to me, AJ, is, is one of the great things that, that goes on in the world. But again, McDonald's and Starbucks, they, there's too much porn watching going on. Well, I guess you could do that, but you have to block anything that's adult content related on your server that you're using. Right, no, there's there's that. Like, It's a very complicated thing to actually block. Blocking all porn on the internet is impossible. It's impossible. You cannot do so. The, I think that what they're they're basically trying to hope for is that, like, the guys who they who aren't very tech savvy, st- you know what I mean? Like, they go to their regular porn site and it's blocked. They can't use it. Because let's face it, a guy like me who actually works in IT, yeah, go ahead, try to block me. See what happens. In fact, just for blocking me, I'm not going to destroy your network. So, like, it's that kind of shit. And 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 there's nothing they can do about that. But I just really love. So, do you remember when episode, I think when episode seven was coming out, you and I joked, and there was that great, I think it was a Daily Show line, or somebody had the great joke of how hilarious it is that there's a racist Star Wars fan, that they, people were freaking out over the idea of a black stormtrooper, oh, yes, and, and, yes, and, yes. and then like some comedian, I think it was Trevor Noah, made the joke of, I just really love the idea of a racist Star Wars fan because it just doesn't make sense. And that's kind of how I feel about the dude who is sitting at McDonald's or Starbucks watching porn. It's just like the, the mental image of my head of just like, you know what? I really want a Big Mac and some fries and maybe a latte, but not a McCafe latte. I want a Starbucks latte. I'm going to go to... But here's the, but here's the thing. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm sure... They're trying to do this in their own respective stores, right? Right. So you have that, but then you have like here in Illinois at these oasises that people travel on and off from, oh, God. and you have a McDonald's and a Starbucks in there. 
So are you going to tell the Oasis to block their public Wi-Fi? <laughs> I, I I have a uh, my roommate Pat told me a story this week that was hilarious that relates to this and it was uh, uh, him it was him and two of his friends who were the, the two friends were brothers and uh, they were on they were in a car and they were talking and at one point the conversation turned to jerking off in the car and they were kind of like having this this little thing back and forth and the one the one brother goes. Uh, his name, I don't want to give away real names, but let's say his name is Jared. Jared looks at uh, my roommate, and he goes, he goes, what, have you ever jerked off in the car? And he goes, no. He goes, what the fuck? No, not, no. And Jared goes, well, I have, driving across country. And then they, they find out that his other brother, Hank, has like was like, yeah, I'd, I'd hit the road, and I'd just start jerking off. He's like, what? He's like, yeah. Like I, I jerked off like all the way from California to Illinois. Why wouldn't you? He's like, I'm like, and, and they're having this conversation. So fast forward that like a week, Pat is telling that story with Jared to his dad, and they tell him the whole story, and they all keep joking about how you know they're making fun of of Hank for doing the for jerking off in the car from California to Illinois, and his dad just turns and goes, "The road gets lonely sometimes." <laughs> which the minute you brought up the oasis that was the only thing i could think of in my head it was just like the road gets lonely i mean look aj you pull into a rest stop it's three o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the afternoon you've been on the road for an hour hour and a half and you've got a hard on and nothing to do with it and there's free wi-fi i feel that at that point as long as you've stopped the car you're being a responsible citizen are we really having like a triple x kind of episode right now i mean not yet do you have the lube? We could. I mean, we're kind of encroaching that line. We're not, though. We're, we're not. We're just having an honest and frank conversation <laughs> in, in, a, in a world that is going to shit, and I'm tired of talking about it, so fuck it. We're going to talk about jerking off in an Oasis parking lot. Listen, Howard. Okay. I'm not, you know. <laughs> did I make you ride a Simeon today? What? Okay, you know what? This is the kind of thing that, like, I used to be a Howard Stern fan, so as long as I'm not asking you to ride any sex toys, you should <laughs> consider this a win. Oh, Howard. I mean, look, that's a thing. It is a thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's weird as shit. Like, I wouldn't do that. As, like, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, I see how you get ratings for it, but it's, a, that's a, it's fucked up. Like, why? And the worst part about it is, like, you always have Robin just sitting there watching it, and it's like, why is she watching this? Like this is this was a classy lady who you've just brought down to the worst. It does, I don't want to talk about Howard Stern. Not enough people know. <laughs> uh, I used to like him. Yeah, me too. He's a listen, and the truth is, he's a hell of an interviewer. That's the uh, thing. It's like I mean, outside of his, you know, his own stick of comedy and everything. I mean, when it comes to brass tacks, at times, I mean, he will like. He can give a serious interview if he really wanted to. Well, that's the great thing is that he sucks people in with the bullshit, and he like asks some stupid questions that nobody really cares. But he's like trying to have fun, and then he just kind of like sideswipes into serious shit. And you know who's another one? And you may disagree with me. Disagree with me on this one is Man Cow. I disagree with you on that. I've watched Man Cow work up close and personal. It's not impressive. He's a I don't like Man Cow. I worked with him for three days on the Big Eighty Nine, and it was like the saddest experience of my life. It was it was literally like how the sausage is made. Like this, right. like if this is what it really did. Like it came to my head. Like if this is what I have to do to be successful, I don't want to do it. But, I just feel sorry for some of the guys who work on a show where they have to like pretty much anytime when he's off air, 
And he yells, he goes, where's my water? And someone's like, out. <laughs> and bringing water, you know? Yeah, and that's the kind of shit that happened, like, especially with guys, like, we want to talk about celebrity shit. Like, when you see that kind of stuff happening later on where you're, like, a, a guy's been on TV for so long and they're flipping out because they don't have the, the exact thing. It was like, motherfucker, you are a grown-ass man. Go get your own fucking water. Right. Like, that, that kind of shit drives me nuts. I don't like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what you call that. It, it, just being an asshole to be an asshole is, is one of the... One thing that offends me the most about stuff, speaking of which, no, I was going to segue into something, but I changed my mind. <laughs> and I saw that thought process right before me. Well, I was going to do one of those, and, and, I, I was going to do one of those Colbert, you know, speaking of, uh, of arrogant assholes, Donald Trump. Uh, yeah. But I got, I got, really, there's nothing to be said along those lines that, that hasn't been said already, and I'm refreshing CNN, yeah, unspeakable act. The, the, the worst thing, I want to talk to you about this. Let's, let's have, we want to have a real conversation today. Are you tired of the media treating this like we joked about you porn earlier and porn in general? But are you tired of the media treating these tragedies like porn? Because you know what they're doing, and nobody's—it's—it's it's just like you go on CNN and it's twenty-four hours live coverage. But we'll stop for those commercial breaks, and then immediately come back. Like, here's a commercial for Viagra. Here's a commercial for Cialis. Here's a commercial for some finance company that's gonna put a green line on the ground, and if you follow it, you can get a new car. But then we come back to hi, I'm welcome, and we are still reacting to the tragedy in these. It's just the way that they're handling it now. It is like. I don't know. How I mean, do you feel about it? Here's the it? thing. It's like when you have a business model that is supposed to be 24-hour propaganda, essentially, uh, you know, and you and it's a slippery slope at that point because, I mean, once you go into being 24-hour <laughs> news and you – have to put these things up like breaking news or developing now or whatever phrase they want to use, then you start becoming this thing where it you get desensitized. You know, it's just like, you know, breaking news. It's not going to be breaking news. I mean, I can tell you that I saw it on Facebook a lot quicker than it was on MSNBC. Yeah, no, that is 100. That, that, that is true. That's been happening a lot this year. I've, I've, by the time it pops up on the front page of CNN or the New York Times, it's it's been reported on Reddit by you know thirty thousand people. Well, it's, the thing, I, I heard about Pence on Reddit before any other media outlet got. Well, to apparently, it. so did Pence. That was. Uh, did you hear that? <laughs> did you hear that I mean, part of it? I did. I was that, like, is, that was great like, for those oh. for those of you who don't know. The vice presidential candidate for Donald Trump, Mike Pence, the governor of Indiana, apparently found out that he was the front runner and was going to be asked to be the vice president on CNN. Like nobody else had told him. He 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 was watching this like, oh, well, that's nice. I think. Do I want that? <laughs> that's the thing. I think he was kind of like shoved in that direction. <laughs> He needs somebody who's old guard Republican. Your ass is from Indiana. Go out there. We can't get Bobby Knight. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you can't ask Bobby Nutt, Knight to be your. Do you know if Ditka, did Ditka agree to do this to, to do the convention? Has he agreed? Has he agreed to do it? Because I, I do. I, I don't will, think he has. I haven't heard his name float around. Well, he was asked. He. I know that Dick. Uh, he was. He was asked that uh, that was public, like that he had 
Trump was asking, because none of the actual Republican senators or governors or self-respecting Republicans want to do anything? He Look, started- I saw a whole list of people who are not going. And there's a, there a, a couple names I thought that shocked me a little bit. Like um, Chafis out of Utah, um, who's been on the whole, you know, Benghazi slash um, Hillary's emails, witch hunt and everything. But um, no, I didn't hear anything about Dick. I didn't hear, hear anything. Hear anything else about? Well, him. If, if I may, uh, he he will not be speaking. Uh, finally got around. The Chicago Tribune is reporting that Mike Dick has said the following. I can't help him. I don't know if I can give a speech at a convention, Dicka told the Tribune. I don't travel much anymore except between Chicago and Florida, and giving a speech at a convention isn't really my style. So that's that. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen the coach talk at the Republican National Convention. That would have been what fun. Do you, what do you say? I don't travel much unless it's like Chicago and Florida. Yeah, which is like a long-ass flight. You're going to Cleveland. You don't even have to get out of the car. I'm going to say... <laughs> Chicago to Cleveland's a lot quicker than Chicago to Florida. In a car. Right? If you take out trekking in at the airport in the seven-hour lines of security, you'd be there in half the, in a quarter of the time. You could be in Cleveland. Which is there a more fitting city for the Republican convention other than, like, I don't know, Houston, Texas? Have you seen the logo for the convention? No. Should I look it up? You should. It's kind of comical. It's the elephant on a guitar. I love oh. Republican Party elephants. And on the again, last night on the rules committee, uh, <laughs> this well dressed uh, police <laughs> officer looked like he took a quick moment to say, "You know, I just want to know. I hate the logo since I was thirteen. He, I think he he looks he looks fifty. He's talking about the Republican logo. Yeah, he just- goes, I want like a meaner." Elephant with tusks <laughs> is what he said. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, what? Wait, all, right, all, right, all right, I got to back you up. So is the Republicans rule committee meeting, is it basically the Republican version of a town hall? No. So every every convention has one. Well, no, I knew that. I knew that. But like, well, I, I, go ahead. No. So this is a more of a spectacle than anything else because a lot of people have been talking about. The rules committee at the convention and Trump and everything, so that's why it's like a big deal right now. Otherwise, no one would have the C-SPAN would never have aired it at all. Um, and if they did, it would probably be like half hour tops instead of. Four. No, but you're saying like an old lady came up and talked. You're saying that a cop came up and talked. Like, do they have like an open mic? Well, no, these are. I'm sorry, these are these are delegates. Okay, so these are delegates of the rules committee. Okay, so but these are, st- but it's so it is though. It's like a town hall for the delegates of the Republican Party. A little bit. I mean, you have the delegates who are a part of the rules committee, and then there's a chair and the convention staff and everything. Um, you can have observers watching the rules committee. Um, and C-SPAN aired it. Um, like I said, for four hours, and yes, I saw the whole four hours of it. <laughs> like, can I ask you a question? Like, what are you doing while you watch that for four hours? Because please don't tell me you're sitting with like undivided attention. Actually, I am. Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> There's something it's, wrong with you. It's like me. No, 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 no. This is like this is like that thing when you turn on sports radio and and they're like, oh yeah, we watched the draft, and you go. 
wait a minute, did these poor assholes watch the entire no. draft? Because in this instance, it's the same kind of thing, AJ, where you're like, I'm sitting there for four hours, I'm going to watch Republicans argue. I mean, did you did you not no, have it's a- kind of like me at 13, waking up at 2 in the morning for some odd reason, and turn on C- C-SPAN, or C- uh, ESPN, excuse me, and they're airing High Lie. And I watched that for two hours. Which I'm one's like, High Lie? High Lie is the one. It's usually it's in Florida, and they have like a basket on their hands, and they're throwing the ball against the wall. And yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, old school ESPN2 stuff. Yes, so yeah. I watched that for two hours when I was 13, yeah. and, I, and that was like my undivided attention because part of it was like sleeping, but I was like, I just realized I saw a solid two hours of High Lie. <laughs> My, it's like, e- what the fuck is this? ESPN2 provided me with my first stand-up bit of all time because I was sitting at my friend's house, and we were flipping through the channels, and we ended up on ESPN2, and I had to be like 12 or 13, and I'm sitting there, and it's the strongman competition. And we're talking uh, like yes. the old-school strongman competitions, yes. like the Max, what was that big dude's name from Poland? Um. Max Maximus. Yeah, that dude. It, like he had a name like that. I don't remember his name. It doesn't matter. But it was that stuff. No, it like, does matter because he was badass the entire. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, he is the <laughs> ultimate strong man. But my favorite thing, and I used to do this bit for my friends, and I will tell you it now. And I've probably told you this before, AJ, on the old station. But my favorite thing about ESPN 2 strongman competition was much like how you talk about the rules committee for the Democratic or for the Republican Party, I would love to have been in the rules committee for the ESPN2 strongman competition <laughs> because it is nothing but angry Polish, German, Austrian, and, and, and like African men all sitting around a table, all way too big for the chairs that they are in, all having a conversation that had to have gone the following. So to prove I am stronger than you, what should we do? I know. I will get a stone that will shape it like the continent of Africa and that will make its way to Tans and that will carry it up a flight of stairs and if I do it faster than you, I'm stronger and better than you. Okay. I will take a car and I will strap the car to my... No, not a car, a truck. And I will strap it to my teeth and I will pull it down the track and if I do it faster than you, I'm stronger and better than you. No, no, no. I will hold a keg and on this... I will hold a... No, I'm sorry. I will hold a basket. And in this basket, you will throw kegs of beer. And each keg will weigh 50 pounds. And every time you throw a keg, I will lift. And when I lift, I am better. And if I lift with more kegs than you have kegs in yours, I am better and I am stronger than you. Okay. Okay. Well, I think that those are great ideas. And we should implement them on television next week. What do we all think? We think this is good? Yes, this is good. Okay, very good. We will start with the Africa Stone. Because that's the, the, the only way that that shit could have happened. By the way. Yeah. There was two Magnuses. Magnuson or Magnuson. I was wondering why you weren't laughing, you son of a bitch. You and were... Magnuson Samuel said, well, it was bothering me because I knew one of them was Magnus. My friend, there was two of them. There were two Magnuses. And they were both awesome. Did they have an opus? Yeah. Okay. What else? I'm trying to remember older. Do you remember watching ESPN 2 really late at night and they would do like just obscure college sports? Like, it, it, that's when you started. Yeah, I remember one was bowling. Yeah. Oh, God. Bowling on ESPN 2. I, that, that was. Like, this is a thing. Yeah. Like, all these, like, shit that you would watch. Like, here's, here's some college lacrosse. And you're like, there's no one watching this game. This stadium is completely empty. And now it's sold out. <laughs> well, on the East Coast. 
I, I imagine that if you had a lacrosse game not at the University of Illinois, it's still not drawn. This is true. So, you know who the greatest lacrosse player of all time is in college history? I'm going to say Chelios. It is not. It is Jim Brown from the Cleveland Browns. Really? Yep. He actually said he preferred lacrosse to football, but there was no pro lacrosse league. Interesting. Yep. So, so we saw Jim Brown doing lacrosse and Jim Brown doing football. Do you ever watch? You watch The Wire, right? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that great scene when Bunk and Omar, had, they're having a conversation about how they went to the same high school? Yeah. And Omar looks at him and he goes, hey, you, you're the only brother I ever saw play that game with the stick when you run on the field. And Bunk looks at him and goes, yeah, lacrosse. And he goes, I played it. I love lacrosse. And it was all a tribute to the fact that Jim Brown, like he was a huge Jim Brown fan. I didn't know that. Yeah. The Bunk. I love that. I love that show. The Wire was fun. Did you ever watch? They have a thing on YouTube where they talk about how arguably the greatest scene in the history of television is that uh, that fuck scene with Jimmy and, and Bunk, which sounds a lot dirtier than I mean. But the one, the, okay, so it's that scene where they're in the uh, apartment and they're looking at the evidence and they're trying to prove that it's not a murder so they don't have to take the case. Okay. And every time they see a piece of evidence, you just hear one of them go, fuck, <laughs> fuck, ah, uh, fuck, motherfucker, fuck. Fuck. And they look at each other and they just both go, fuck. And they leave because they like they just walk outside and, and announce it as a murder. But it, it's like one it's it's it, the entire scene is just people saying fuck. <laughs> nice. I'm just, you know, this is not a kid friendly episode. Do you know <clears throat> the only that we know of, the only strong man? Oh god, who, he's on Google now. Who, rest, folks. Who, pro- who did professional wrestling? Yeah, Mark Henry. No. Well, in the Olympics, yes. I'm talking about the the strongman competition. No, Mark Henry won a strongman competition, too. But go ahead. That's not what I'm seeing here, but Ken Petra. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he wrestle here or in Japan? He wrestled here, and then he went over to Japan, yeah. I believe. Yeah, that happens a lot. I remember Mark Henry winning heavy um, weightlifting in the Olympics. Yeah, and then he, well, I know that, like, it's not, like, a big deal, but he went and entered some strongman competition, like, six years ago and won it, and it was literally, like, but it was one of those things where he was set up to win. Like, he was, he had, like, cut weight deliberately to get to, you know what I'm saying? Right. But it was just, like, something, it was, like, more of a publicity thing for him, and he he did it. But, yeah, Mark Henry has won a strongman competition, and also Mark Henry is the nicest, angriest-looking man I have ever seen. I was going to say, I mean, I remember when he won the gold, <clears throat> it was a commercial or he was at the, he was doing something, he was at a basketball court somewhere <clears throat> and he could dunk. Like he was going to do the whole, you know, jump for the free throw line and everything, but obviously he couldn't. So he kind of like did a, a quarter of it, and he like kind of like they like the Air Jordan and dunked the ball, and everyone was like standing up on their feet because it's Mark Henry. I, I I met him at a hotel bar. Is that the same bar where you and Billy hung out at? Yeah, it was the same bar as me and my close friend Billy Corgan were at, and 
Yeah, and he was there that night too. That, that, that he was he was not drinking. He was actually not really a drinker. He just sat there and like laughed all night. I think when you're the size of a Mack truck with the strength to match, you don't ever feel the need to alter your consciousness because right. your reality is simply like I imagine Brock Lesnar has never had to get high or drunk in his life. Because if you're that powerful, per- let's talk about that. We'll talk about Brock in a minute. But if you're that powerful a person where you literally, I always tell people, Brock Lesnar can take what he wants. My friend Nicole, who I live with, who you met at the movie theater uh, for yeah. the big night, yeah. she and I always talk about Brock, and she always likes to joke that he's a forest beast because that's what he looks like. And he just like takes what he wants and goes back to the forest. And we were having the conversation uh, a few months ago about, like, who we thought is hot. And I'm like, I like Paige. I like this girl. And she's like, one guy, this guy. And I'm like, well, what about Brock? And she goes, no. I'm like, that's good. But you know that if Brock wants you, Brock will take you. Like, and I looked at her and I said, and that's not me being, like, sexist. If Brock wants to have sex with me, Brock is going to have sex with me. Like, it's, it's that simple. Do you have a Mountain Dew? I do. Brock Lesnar wants that Mountain Dew. Well, no. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Brock Lesnar is going to have your fucking Mountain Dew. And those kinds of people probably don't need to get high. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if you walk into a room and you're like, anything in this room is mine if I want it. Like, I don't want it. But, I like, you don't have to covet anything. Because anything that you want, you can just go take from people. Like, you can't send Brock Lesnar to prison. He's just going to kill people in there. Right. So I, I, I just I, I imagine that that did you watch his fight? No, I couldn't bear to watch that. Why? I just get sick and tired of Brock doing UFC. He was good. I bet he was good. I, there's no doubt in my mind that he was good. He literally walked into the ring against Mark Hunt, which is again a name that you need to be very careful when you say it and never right. say it fast. But Mark Hunt uh, got into the <laughs> ring. He they they danced around for about 10 seconds and then he did something and Brock Lesnar grabbed him and then took him to the ground. And then the round ended because Brock Lesnar just stayed on top of him, punching him in the head. And then the second round started and Brock did the same thing. And then the third round started. And then for five minutes, Brock Lesnar just sat on his back and punched him in the side of the head. Literally. That's all that happened in the third round of the fight. Like Brock just kept punching him in the head for five minutes. That's all he needs to do. Yeah, it was. It was, and then like this poor guy is like trying to get out of it, and you just see Brock. Nope, I'm I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to go back to my farm, and I'm going to eat, eat out of a big green egg, and uh, have sex with Sable, because Brock Lesnar. That was a thumbs up. The click was a thumbs up. <laughs> oh, Brock. What do you want from the guy? Okay, and then it was a big week for WWE, AJ, because they also had John Cena host the ESPYs. The worst of... (laughs) Of all the people, John Cena. That was like his first joke, though. His first joke was, he goes, goes, I can sense the tension. feel it's weird. Why is there a pro wrestler on stage? He's like, well, I don't know. Maybe they made a mistake. Or is it genius? And then he starts to break down how the NBA and the NFL are a lot more like pro wrestling than anyone is willing to admit. He's like, he looks at LeBron, he goes, let me get this straight. You're in Cleveland, you're a good guy. You go to Miami, you're a bad guy. You went back to Cleveland, and now you're a good guy again. Because we do that every week. He goes, and plus, now you've left the NBA hanging, they don't have a bad guy. So what are they going to do? Oh yeah, what we do. They make a new one, and they put up a picture of Draymond Green. (laughs) 
And I, it was funny. He was good. I, I, I hate admitting that I know that if I met John Cena in person, I would just be like, hey, John, it's really nice to meet you. You seem like a really nice guy. And I hate watching him on television. But he is, when he's being himself, he's a funny dude. He is a funny dude. I think his joke that was like, he goes, Peyton Manning and Kobe Bryant both retired this year. And there was a lot in the similar with, the, with their two final games. Almost no passing. <laughs> you know? So I mean, it was good. It was he, he did a fine job, but it was weird that he's hosting the ESPYS. And then they were like, "Have you ever watched the ESPYS?" By the way, have you ever watched them at all? I think I've watched it maybe four different times in my life. Yeah, and like not the whole thing, right? Just like a couple minutes of it here and there. It's like the Grammys. Like I know what I want to see. Yeah, but there's nothing worse than trying to compare sports. Nothing. That's the thing. It's like, how can you compare? Baseball, like, basketball, football, and hockey. and LeBron James. Yeah. Or- <laughs> Best championship win. Well, it's Cleveland, right? Because they went to seven games and LeBron James won a Cleveland. Like, like, why are we doing like, a sports? Do you remember a few years ago, Comedy Central had a comedy award show? And it's just like at some point you go, yes. there are some things that you just can't compare to other things. Like, you can't have a comedy award show, and you really can't have a sports award show. And so they know that now, too, by the way. So they only give away, like, six awards. The rest of it is tributes about either social issues or trying to get money for the V Foundation, which is cool. I love the V Foundation, but like it, it's it's so weird. And then it ended with Chance the Rapper doing a, a tribute to Muhammad Ali that was really good. But it's just like this whole, like, you end the show talking about somebody who died. I, it was a weird. It, the whole thing was just weird. Well, that's the thing, and like, like I said before, how can you compare like, you know, any sports team that's better than the other? I mean, if, if, if in a good year, if you let's just say the idealistic situation happened for the ESPYS, that Cubs win, Hawks win. Uh, Cleveland wins, um, you know, whatever the ideal thing is. How can you compare each one of those saying that is better than this? Well, it's like, okay, so so, uh, I don't even know who won the Stanley Cup this year. I stopped paying attention after the Hawks lost. uh, I said to lose. It was, no, not, it, was, it, it was the Sharks. It, it was the Sharks? Okay, so San Jose wins the Stanley Cup, right? And that's actually a great example. San Jose wins the Stanley Cup. Okay, San Jose is like what? The 25th city in the country, population-wise, something like right. that? Okay, that's San Jose. And then Cleveland wins the NBA championship, which is great, but it's also the first championship the entire city, which I would argue is like a top 10 city in the United States, has won in 56 years. Who had the and better Sharks who's ever won the Stanley Cup ever? Right. But about doing those two, who had a more important championship? Well, Cleveland, because that's Cleveland. People care about Cleveland enough to at least make fun of it. Like San Jose doesn't even exist enough to be made fun of. Well, I th- that's the thing. It's like you could say that, but I'm like, well, it's San Jose because they've been in the NHL for how long? And now they're starting winning it. So they're kind of like the comeback kid, whereas Cleveland. I mean, they've had good teams before, um, and so just because LeBron came in the picture... Yeah, you also and, have the number one athlete in the world. Well, that's the thing. That's, that's what it comes down to, right? I mean, you have certain players that makes you win the ESPY. Right. You know, if you had, like, the, if you had the best goalie, 
the best three guys on the Sharks, they're going to win the SB award. But let's know? even look, even if you go like this, like who's the best retiring athlete? Is it Kobe or is it Peyton? How the fuck do you compare those two? Well, that's a good that's a good point because I was going to say before is you know you, you have you seen the back and forth between the way Kobe went out and Tim Duncan went went out. Yeah, that was great. I mean, that, the, 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 I'm, I'm going to take a year and do a goodbye tour, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put out a fax. That's the thing. It's like, 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 he didn't even have a press conference. He's just like, it's like I'm done. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go now. Bye. And I was like, hey so, Tim, that's so Tim Duncan though. Yeah. Well, and look, that's the funny thing about Tim Duncan though. He was such a quiet dude, such a like reserved guy that as time went on, it, it kind of really did become man like. You are one of the greatest players in the history of the NBA and could argue to be in the top three if you were, for whatever reason, more of a showman. But you're That's not. You're just that guy who just consistently shows up and kicks ass and is cool about it. Well, I remember like way when I was younger, you know, like the whole Lakers, Celtics, and Pistons kind of – the kind of teams that we all used to love and everything as teams. And someone asked me – Who's one of my favorite players? And I said, Robert Parrish. They go, who? I go, Robert Parrish. He's center for the Celtics. They go, why? He, I never heard of him. Like, I'm like, this guy has, like, the most rebounds, the most blocks, um, and he is, like, the rock on the Celtics. I mean, Larry Bird does his thing. Dennis Johnson does his thing. Danny Ames does his thing. But Robert Parrish that everyone looks to, you know, He's the big guy. He's been in the league for a long time. And he and he has made statistics that some people can't compare to probably now, but then they couldn't because they were huge numbers at the time. And that's the thing when you have quiet people the, like uh, that. He, the, 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 it, it's, it's almost like excluding the whole rape thing. It's the Patrick Cage out of the Taves argument, right? Like if you were starting a team tomorrow – and you could take one of those two, you would take Taves. Kane is probably going to score more goals, but Taves is going to be the one that's your rock. Like you said, he's the rock. He's right. the one that the rest of the team follows. He's right. the one that the team wants to be like. Patrick Kane scores goals and you know goes out and fucks women however he chooses to do that. Jonathan Taves, as I've said many times, I truly believe finishes a game and then goes home and then watches hockey. Like, I don't I don't think Jonathan Taves goes home and watches Game of Thrones. I think Jonathan Taves leaves the arena, goes home, and puts on game film for next week's game. Right? Because he's that kind of athlete. Yeah, and he just doesn't, you know, hockey, hockey, hockey. Honey, you want to have sex with me? Can I use a puck? No. Then I don't want to. Put it in the five hole. Yeah, put it in the five hole. What the <laughs> fuck is the five hole? There are three <laughs> holes. What the fuck is a five hole? <laughs> And some would would only would argue there's only two, and some would argue there's only one, and some would argue there aren't any. Did, did, I'm assuming you haven't seen Orange is the New Black, have you? I do not watch Orange is the New Black. There's one episode they actually talk about that. About the five hole? There's like three holes. Okay. Like, they're like, what? And so there's this one scene like someone gets a mirror. It's like, yeah, look, there's the one hole. There's another hole. It's like throughout the whole, like the whole episode. They put it in there sporadically. It goes, oh, I see it now. That's funny. <laughs> um, 
Do you like that show? I like it because it's entertaining. Because um, someone asked me that like a month ago if I like it because of what it is. And I mean, obviously, <clears throat> I haven't been to like that kind of prison, nor being a woman in that kind of prison. But I mean, there's, there's, there's something about Orange New Black that there's some things about it that's informational. There's some things that they do talk about when it comes to prison culture, but at the same token, um, it, it, it's it's still what it is at the end of the day, and that is an entertaining show. So my so the so the answer to your question is, I like it because it's entertaining, it's funny, and it's kind of like that. Um, uh, show that there's a storyline, um, there's drama, there's inner drama <clears throat> within the show, and that's entertaining. But if I if I'm watching it because of does it really talk about you know issues that we have in our correctional system? Um, no, I think that's gonna that's gonna be one of the poor choices to watch <laughs> if you're gonna want to know more about you know our criminal justice system. The, uh, the the Netflix shows like that, like I I find myself. I watched the first episode of Orange is the New Black, and I think maybe the second. It's just not my thing, but I I understand why people like it. Is and I look, I'm I'm as bad as anybody with some of these things. Like when the new Daredevil comes out, like that's that I tell people blatantly, like that I'm gone for twelve hours straight. Like I will sleep right up until it airs, and then I will watch it. Because the, the whole binging thing with that stuff is, is fantastic. Um, and when you're watching Orange is the New Black, and especially the thing that I like the most about how this stuff all works is you get a whole complete story in, I don't know, what is it? You get it in 13 hours, and you get to experience that along with the rest of the world who was all reacting online simultaneously to stuff. And you start to get into that thing of like, oh no no no, I haven't seen episode seven. I'm only on episode five, and I, I you know, it's a community thing. It's kind of fun. Yeah, um, I kind of hope they do more Marvel Netflix shows. Yeah, well, they are. They've got Daredevil, Jessica Jones are already out. Daredevil season two. Well, I mean, I'm talking out. about like trying to do obscure. They are. They're doing uh, Iron Fist comes out next year, and Luke Cage comes out in the fall. So they're going for it. I mean, and then they're supposedly doing the Defenders, and then there's rumors that they're going to start uh, a couple other ones. They're going to do a Punisher show now because he was so good in Daredevil season two. So yeah, I mean, I want, I want Nightcrawler. Okay, well, Nightcrawler they're not going to do because he's owned by Fox. So I want Angel. I yeah, want, and those are all X Men. So yell at Fox. I want Toad. Um, X Men. Huh? That's an X Man. Everything you're naming is X Men. They're not. I a, know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I want a Wolverine Thief show where he fights in World War Two. No, no, that's that's overdone. I want to uh, watch Cyclops die. I want a show that features like Kenny on South Park. I want to watch Cyclops die every week. You want to see Cyclops die every week? I hate Cyclops, and I like watching you, you him die. Hate Scott Summers that much? I yes. Do you like Scott Summers? I don't like Scott Summers. But okay, well then, what do you care? I don't think he's that big of an asshole. It's Superman without the reasons to be that arrogant. Like one of the reasons Superman pisses people off so much is that he's completely legitimate in what he says. 
He is like a god. Fucking Scott Summers shows up and is like, we're going to fight this way. And then the guy who's fought in every major war since World War One goes, hey, maybe we shouldn't just go charging blindly into this building where the villain has set a trap. And then Boy Scout with the sunglasses goes, no, 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 this is what we're going to do. And Wolverine goes, you're an idiot. And he goes, yeah, we're still going to go do it, though. And they go do it. And then everything goes horribly wrong. And yet they, say, they fight over the same girl. Yeah. And she's in love with Wolverine. She's staying with Cyclops for the same reason an Irish Catholic marriage stays together long after the beatings have begun. Because you're not allowed to leave a bad scenario. Because you've made a promise. And it's like they live together. What is she going to do? Break up with him and start screwing Wolverine? And then yes. what? You're going to have Cyclops just moping around that place? Well, He's she's gonna... also Phoenix, so she can do that. Yeah, she could do. Listen, under that rule, she can do whatever she wants. Brock Lesnar <laughs> rule. Brock Lesnar rule, right? Like if Phoenix walks into the house and goes, "I'm going to have sex with Wolverine today," and Cyclops goes, "No," and she snaps his fingers and he lights on fire. Guess who's having sex with Wolverine? Me, because I love him that much. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if if, if I knew who Jean Grey was, she can do what the hell she wants. Yeah, that's but. But she's good, so she doesn't. So instead, she stays in the sexless, unhappy marriage that is the marriage to Scott Summers, and then she dies, and then right after she dies, he marries the blonde in the lingerie. But that's why she should not listen to Jean Grey. She should listen to her, her phoenix. Right, which means she would have slept with Wolverine. Exactly. Also because she could stay on fire while they do it. His skin will heal. That would be fucked up. Exactly. That's, a, that's a messed up sex scenario. Honey, I, you're so hot, it burns. Oh, that's so sweet. No, literally, it burns. And it keeps burning because the shit keeps growing back. Why is it hurt? I don't know. This is good. Listen, we, listen we, we've gone for 50 minutes. At we, least you know that Jean Grey won't have an STD. Because it's so hot. Because she just burns it all off. This is going a whole different direction. This is what happens when we enter the show without a plan. Though I've had more fun today than I have our <laughs> last few shows, excluding excluding the Independence Day show, which a lot of people listen to, by the way, that I know, and they, they've all liked it. They were like, they, they actually, a lot of people goes, it's not so much funny as it is impressive how much you guys just stuck to it. Cause exactly. That that I mean, we committed. Like I almost feel like we lost some of the funny because we became actually those. Like by the end of it, where we were like, "Yeah, no, it's the it's the lack of ability of Republicans to share weapons around the world." Okay, that makes total sense. And then I saw the movie and I'm like, "No, no, eh, everything we did works within this universe." That's what years of acting does for me. Yes, I don't know, you know, or at least acting like you care. Oh, hey, you know uh, like now. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> what are you up to this weekend? Actually, tonight I'm going to see someone we both know, Ooh. and that is Sid Yiddish. He's going to be in my neck of the woods. This Nape evening. of the way. Huh? It's from Caddyshack. What are you doing in this neck of the woods, Nape of the way? <laughs> he's actually, there's actually, he's showing his a documentary that's about him. Okay. And and he knows he's also going to be performing tonight. So after we're done with this recording, um, I'm going to head down. I'm going to head down to the Quad Cities and see the international artist known as Sid Yiddish. All right, I was supposed to go see a, a friend's show as well. However, and I didn't tell you this until now because I don't want you to make fun of me for it for an hour. 
Uh, I was leaving my house yesterday to go to work. And I turned around to lock the key to lock the door, right? You know, you walk out of the house and you turn around to lock the door. And then I tripped, AJ, on my porch. And I fell. And I can no longer walk. I sprained my ankle so badly. But how'd you get from your house to where you're talking at? Uh, Well, right now I'm talking to you in my bedroom. But I actually did leave yesterday morning. No, so listen seriously. Yesterday morning, I got up, I left, and I went to leave, and I I went outside, and I tripped, and I fell, and I had my backpack on. And folks, AJ's seen my backpack. It is a seventy-five pound bag of electronics, and I had a bunch of shit in the front pocket, and so I fell. And as I fell, all of these quarters and lighters and everything just went flying all over the porch. My ankle was killing me. I felt it really good. Like, I knew I screwed it up, and I stood up, and I could kind of walk on it, and I felt like a pinch, so I drove to work. I went to work for about three hours, and then it swelled up to the size of a grapefruit, and I literally came home. I stopped at uh, CVS, and I'm using the shopping cart as a walker as I'm dragging a dead foot behind me like a zombie, and people are looking at me like I'm a homeless man, and I'm like, I and, and I'm just throwing stuff into the cart. I'm like getting athletic wraps and ice packs and bottles of water because I basically can't leave my bedroom for a day. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll get everything that I need, and I've got everything in the cart, and I go outside, I pack it all up in the car, I go to, I swear to God, people, you know, I do smoke, you can tell from the voice, I went to, instead of going to the gas station for cigarettes, AJ, I drove three miles out of the way and went to the drive through cigarette thing, so I didn't have to get out of the car. Wait a minute, there's a drive through cigarette? Yeah, they're, they're, every once in a while, I'll come across one, it's just like a shack that does drive, like you drive through and you just grab a pack of smokes. Interesting. And there's one about three miles from my house, like past my house. So I drove <laughs> past my house, went there, because I couldn't get out of the car, man. And then I had to go get drive through for the first time in a long time, like food, and I do that. And then, like, for lunch today, I had to order Jimmy John's to the house because I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. And I just have this, this ankle that's the size of a grapefruit on a foot that I can't use. So, yeah, I'm recording today from home, you son of a bitch. Why you got to judge me? Where do you think Jay-Z's studio is? Wherever the uh, wife lets it be now, because he's not allowed to go anywhere. Right? That's what we should end the show with. We never talked about it, and I don't like to talk about celebrity relationships, but I do like to talk about celebrity relationships that break apart for the dumbest reason possible, which is that a man who is married to arguably one of the most beautiful, wonderful women on the planet goes, yeah, I'm tired of that. I'm going to sleep with this. Like, when you found out years ago, do you remember when Halle Berry was at her just absolute hottest? Yes. And she was with uh, some actor. I don't remember what his name was, and I don't She's care. so attractive. She is. But I'm talking, like, that early 2000s when she was... Like, Monster Ball? Yeah, like, like that, and uh, the one with uh, Wolverine and John Travolta. Yes. Um, like, she's just, like, in the Bond where she's in, where you're just like, Jesus Christ. And then I think it was Eric something... Uh, cheated on her. And every man on the planet just went, why? Under what why? Why would you do that? It's like finding out Ryan Reynolds cheated on Scarlett Johansson. Which, actually, that one I understand, though. That one I get. Because I imagine Scarlett... Why do you get that? Because I imagine Scarlett Johansson is not the most pleasant of people. You don't think so? 
her interviews on TV have always had that vibe of, I am doing this because it is part of my job, but I would rather be dead than talking to you kind of vibe. Don't you ever get that from her? Uh, the only vibe I get is, I, <clears throat> the vibe I get from her interviews is, I know who I am. I know why I get these parts. I'm doing this because I love my job. End of story. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. Don't. I'm saying as a, in a relationship, I could see how you would not want to be with her anymore. As a person, she's one of those people I actually – there are women in Hollywood uh, and in modeling and stuff like that that it, I honestly do think of like, like – imagine if every single person you met, male or female – I mean, really, like it sounds nice at first, but really wanted to have sex with you, and that's all they want. But they right. don't even—they don't even know what that would mean. They just like that's—that is their sole purpose in talking to you. And eventually, you just probably become so goddamn jaded that you—you you can't have a healthy lifestyle, like a healthy relationship with anybody, right? Because every person you meet is 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 talking to you like they want to have sex with you. Like, that's. So do you think that's what every conversation with Donald Trump is like? I think every person who talks to no, no, I don't think that. I think that every conversation with Donald Trump is very much about Donald Trump. I think that he is he is the kind of like you know have you always had that one friend? I had one for a while. She she worked in hair, and every time they showed up at the house or at a party, their first words were, "You'll never believe what happened to me today." And then they spend three and a half hours telling you about how bad things are for them. And the minute you try to like relate to them or tell them something that's going on with you, they cut you off and immediately turn it back to them. Yes. That's Donald Trump times 10. Meaning Donald Trump would go, even before the, the politics, would have gone, Hey, Mr. Trump, it's really nice to meet you. My name is Nick Serenos. It's very nice to meet you. It must be an honor for you to meet me. Have you seen this building we're in? I built this building. Donald, you didn't build this building. Well, I built one like it. Like, it would just be about him the entire time. That's why when people say he's a racist, I'm like, no, he can't be a racist. His ego does not allow him to think about other people enough to be a racist. This is true. So... I don't know. We're basically coming up on the end of this thing, AJ. Anything else you want to talk about? Anything you want to get into, talk about, promote, perhaps make sweet love into the microphone with the dulcet tones of your voice? <laughs> I haven't talked like that since high school. I would have been great on Jazz 95.5. Coming up next to you, the smooth sounds of Coltrane. Or Delilah Show. That's true. I also would have been a great phone sex operator. Someone told me that once years ago. That you should have been a phone sex operator? Yes. Look, man, I would do it. Why I was not? like, what? He goes, you have that voice. I go, what voice? They go, I'm gonna that cover your phone body sex operator voice. And I go, what does one sound like? I want to cover your body in oil, rub it all over with my head, and then I'm going to take you down deep. Okay, I'm done. That was weird. <laughs> I was starting to become something I wasn't. Who am I? I'm a dude dressed up as a dude playing another dude. Hey, nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying. Not that there's anything wrong with that. That, that little line's funny, too, because it went from being what people actually said to now it's a joke about what people said. <laughs> right. Oh, I don't want to talk to you about. Oh, uh, I don't know why I never thought of this from, from the word go. It's because you're incredibly stupid. That's why. Well... You, I won't be stupid until I say this, maybe. Uh-oh. 
I think. Oh God. You and I. Oh yeah. For some weekend. Should do Pokemon Go. I don't <laughs> think so. But I'll do it. I'll do it. You'll do it. I'll walk around with you finding fucking little monsters. <laughs> sure, why not? I downloaded it to my tablet. Did you really? Oh yeah, I was just curious. Well, look, man. My rule is, if if everyone in the world is doing something like that, you owe it to yourself to at least know what it is, right? I mean, the people who are just instantly shitting all over without ever having tried it, those are the people I can't stand. Like, I have it. I downloaded it. I don't hate people for doing. Like all these people going, oh, it turns everybody so stupid. So look, it's a harmless little game that actually gets you outside. Who cares? I mean, I was actually in one of my favorite diners in town. And there was two kids playing Pokemon Go in the diner, and they're saying, "There's a lot of Pokemon's in here." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> you know, and it, it was so weird to hear like kids saying, "There's Pokemon's in here," and they're with their phones, and they're like, "Yeah, there's a Pokemon behind you." And I'm like looking around, and I go, "I go, what is going on here? These kids are crazy." And then my t- my friend Tony looks at me, and he goes. Says says the guy who goes ghost hunting. <laughs> yeah, that's a good I was point. Like, Fair enough, but still. <laughs> Have you played it yet? No, I'm kind of curious. Just download to... it. It co- it doesn't cost you anything. You can do it for right. ten minutes if you and, and you'll never use it again. But it's a cool little thing. It's it is good in a way because it gets people out and moving. And then you start seeing those stories. Somebody was hit by a train. Somebody found a dead body. Somebody was robbed. And it's like, yeah. There's nothing that says that playing Pokemon Go automatically makes you impervious to falling. Like, <laughs> be aware of where you're at. Like, that's my thing about it. It's like people are going, oh, well, these people, like, it's irresponsible. These people are out hurting themselves. It's like, it's not Pokemon's responsibility to retract from the fact that people are dumb enough to walk off the side of a fucking cliff while they're playing a video game. That happened, by the and, way. And, and you got to take social media with a grain of salt at times, right? And and I remember one I saw where supposedly these kids like or someone cut through this chain link fence in order to get to this other side to get one of the Pokemons. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And, and like, you know, of course, I'm trying to blame the game for it. It's like, <laughs> look, look. There's a game, and then there's reality. If you cannot separate reality with the game that's in your hands, then you really... It's not Pokemon's fault. That, that's what I... I mean, like, that, that's generally the point you're trying to get across, too, right? Like, it's not the creators of the game's fault that the kid cut a fence. It is not the creators of the game's fault that somebody was too stupid to realize that they were standing... That they literally, literally could not see the train until it was two feet in front of them. Like, that's on you. That ain't on the company that made the game. Hey, these are interesting Pokemon tracks that I am on. They seem to be made of wood and metal and go in a singular straight direction. I wonder what Pokemon led the... Oh, shit, there's a train. That, to me, is the part that's driving me nuts. Oh, and then the the one that I got was was great. It's like, people were robbed. Yeah. Yeah, because you were walking around looking at your phone. Like, you don't need to be staring at your phone the entire time that you're doing this. Just get to where it's at and then stop. Well, I'm waiting for the news that some kids ended up in, like, oh, I don't know, Inglewood. No, 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 no. That's actually – so here's one of the funny things. 
Uh, if you go on the south side and you try to play, uh, there's no there's no Pokemon on the south side. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Like, there's a few, but there's not a lot. Like, they're definitely all on the north side. Like, Chicago segregated city has. That's racist. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> everything about it goes. Yeah, no, that's wrong. But it's right. But it's wrong. But it's right. I mean, like, yeah, like the right. liberal, the liberal in me. Go certain, certain rightness to it, but the same token, really? <laughs> no, the liberal in me is incredibly offended. It's like the liberal in me goes, "Oh no, you should definitely have like there should be Pokemon on the south side of Chicago." Like what the hell? And then the person who's lived in Chicago his entire life, like or in the area and has been who worked in that area for a couple years, goes, "Yeah, no, there should not be Pokemon over there, like at all, because you go down the wrong alley, like yeah." So, but there are no Pokemon on the South Side, which I assume means there are no Pokemon in South Central, which I assume means there's no Pokemon in uh, Brooklyn. Is Brooklyn the bad place now? Because it used to be Harlem, but it's well, not Harlem. It could be Brooklyn. It could be Harlem. Harlem's supposedly very nice now. So, uh, all right, man. Well, go download it and go catch them all. Or as they say on uh, South Park, and I'll do this for you, only for you, AJ. You've got to buy it. You've got to buy it. Chimpokomong. You must bomb to Haba. No. I love that episode. You love that episode? You don't love Chimpokemon? My favorite, and I think I said before, South Park episode to this day. Oh, yeah, you told me. Is. Can I guess? If I remember? Yeah. Tom Cruise in the closet. No. Oh, damn. I thought it was Tom no. Cruise in the closet with the Scientology episode. That's a good one and a classic, and I will watch that over and over again. Don't get me wrong. Not my all-time favorite one. All-time favorite South Park. What is it? Uh, Tilly Winks. Tilly Winks? Lemmy Winks. Lemmy Winks. I don't know why I say Tilly Winks. Yeah. And Lemmy Winks, you must Lemmy go Winks. forward into the gay man's ass with the katata fish. Yes. Yes. And uh, the, the, the Hobbit parody. Because it's, it's a great soundtrack. Well, it's, the, it's the Hobbit from the 70s. <laughs> I mean, that's all it is. It's hilarious. My favorite is still and will always be Scott Tenorman Must Die. Favorite yeah. episode. Because that's just the ultimate universe episode where it's just like it has nothing to do with politics or social. It's just don't ever piss off Eric Cartman. Ever. Right. Like, and that to me is like my favorite part of that whole episode. It's just at the end of it when Kyle looks at Stan. Dude, we should never piss Cartman off again. Like... Uh, that that's my favorite, but also I, I love a lot of a lot of them. But whenever the Pokemon Go stuff comes out, all that plays in my head is Chimpokomon. You must buy them all. But before we go, and I, and I asked a friend of mine this, and he still has an answer to me because they're still thinking about it. Now they have Pokemon Go. When are they going to come out with? Oh, I don't know, a Street Fighter game, Mortal Kombat game. Like Pokemon Go? They will. It'll start happening. I don't know about Street Fighter and Mortal and Kombat. I will, and I will play it. Uh, Mortal Kombat, uh, I would play. But I've also said that once they get this motion sensor stuff down a little bit better and they start inventing the ability for you to fight against the computer in your living room, like that'll be the moment that things change because then video games go from passive to active. And right. all of us, myself included, who are incredibly out of shape, will become ripped fighting machines. And then, you know... We can just have karate fights on the street instead of shootings, which would be great. Well. One punch knockouts. Guys fall to the ground. Don't get up for 20 minutes. 
Well, that means I will lose an, an additional 20 pounds then. Very good. All right, man. Let's call it a show. Uh, okay. Say goodbye to the people. Bonsoir, people. Oh, he went French with it because of the whole thing. Yeah, again, if you uh, were following the story in France, our, our thoughts are with all those people, but and I don't mean to be flipping about it, but there'll be another one before we do a show next week, so we'll talk about that one too. This has been Nick Serrano's AJ Signary here on Out Front on the Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Chi-Town Podcast One. Find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network, and you can email us, Network at gmail.com. Those are the propers. That was AJ Signary. I am Nick Sarantos. We out! It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it.